You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. At the bottom of the hour, your text messages, 960-960. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. 960-960, name and location. We'll do those. We'll do our lock of the day. But first... He is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960 on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to Derek Wills. Hello, sir. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm all right. How are you? We're good. Um, were you at the – did you attend the Flames poker tournament yesterday? Of course. It's uh, one of my favorite events. I mean, I play in like a million golf tournaments every year, and they're great. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> – there's something special about uh, the Flames Ambassadors Charity Poker Tournament. Uh, it's just an unbelievable event, a uh, ton of fun, and the guys really have a good time. And, and I think that's kind of the key to the whole thing is that you know, some events, uh, players go and you know they, uh, they show up and kiss babies and shake hands and that sort of thing, but don't necessarily uh, look forward to events like that. But this is one of those ones where mm-hmm. you know, the guys go there and have a great time, interact with uh, sponsors and fans, and raise a lot of money for the Flames Foundation. So it's one of those events that I, I look forward to every year, and uh, last night was definitely a blast. How did you do? Uh, I was doing all right, and then I got a little impatient after dinner. I think I had about 50000 in chips and decided uh, with about 200 players still left, and uh, I think it was around 8.30, that uh, I was either going to go big or go home. Uh, I tried to go big, uh, all in on a pair of pocket 10s, and uh, instead went home. So <laughs> worked out okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how did Brent Cron do? Did you get, his, did you get his, uh, his tournament? Was he out early? Yeah, well, he lost his jersey pretty early. I know that because he was at a table uh, a couple over <laughs> from mine. But uh, he didn't leave the establishment okay. early. Uh, he was there after uh, I departed, that's for sure. Stunner. Okay, uh, that's very yeah. very on brand uh, for Mr. Uh, Brent Cron. Um, from, a, from a personal perspective, when it comes to all this trade speculation around the flames, are you like many of us now who is just like, okay, let's just get this over with and move on with the rest of the season? Yeah, kind of. And I get the sense that's how the players feel as well. Um, and this is something that's been hanging over them at least since the off season. It's something that we started talking about last season with all of the pending unrestricted free agents. And then they make uh, a major move uh, with Tyler Toffoli going to the Devils. But you could look at that as a hockey trade, right? Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick come back, and then uh, Nikita Zadorov starts making some noise, and they decide to, to move on for him for a couple of draft picks. And then uh, the biggest trade, at least so far, uh, Elias Lindholm going into the Canucks for Andre Kuzmenko and two picks and two prospects. So uh, it's an exciting time of the year because I think the Flames are the biggest player approaching the market. March 8th trade deadline, and they're kind of holding up the market right now with uh, Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin and maybe even Jacob Markstrom. So uh, I think the guys uh, enjoy playing with those players, but uh, they're at a point now where it's, hey, if you're going to move on from these guys, let's uh, let's start to move forward with the team that we're going to have after the, the deadline. 
How much does it feel like that's kind of like a, a point of maybe not conversation, but something that's hanging over this locker room right now? I think it's been hanging over the locker room all season, Matt. I really do. And I think some guys have dealt with it better than others. I'm not sure that Elias Lindholm was dealing with it uh, as well as Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev have. Uh, I mean, their play has been excellent. Uh, I thought there was a little bit of a drop-off from both of them in the first couple of games of the four-game homestand, that the whole team kind of looked out of sorts in those games uh, against the Sharks and the Red Wings. But, you know, beyond that, they've been two of the Flames' best players. So I think they've done a really good job kind of blocking out the noise and just focusing on playing hockey and helping the Flames win hockey games and whatever happens, happens. And they'll uh, deal with it when it does. But uh, I do think that it was weighing on Elias Lindholm, uh, Noah Hannafin, is a guy who he's just got a different personality. He's uh, pretty easy going. Uh, Chris Tanev is as well. So I do think it's something that uh, has had an impact on this team. And now I do get the sense that they're waiting for the next shoe to drop. It certainly looked that way in those losses to the Sharks and the Red Wings, but then they play a really good game and uh, beat a pretty good team uh, next time out to come from behind to beat the Jets. So uh, who knows with this group? They've been Jekyll and Hyde all season, and uh, I'm not sure we should expect that to stop. One of the guys that did come back in one of the deals was Andre Kuzmenko. You mentioned him. Just uh, maybe a thought on how he's played so far. I really liked him in the first couple of games, Matt. Not so much since then. And I think it's safe to say Ryan Huska probably feels the same way. He played on three different lines in that uh, family day victory over the Jets. Started on... I don't know if you'd call it the first line or the second line and then went on to the other line on the top six. And then when all was said and done was playing on the fourth line. So I think a pretty clear message to Andre Kuzmenko that uh, he's going to have to play better. But in his first couple of games, he seemed to have instant chemistry with Jonathan Huberto, who I think it's safe to say is playing his best hockey as a member of the Flames right now. I think he's got eight points in the last seven games and 19 points in the last 20 games. And, you know, not that long ago, we talked about, well, if Jonathan Huberto could ever be close to a point-of-game player again, that would be a win for the Flames and make that contract much more palatable. Well, he's been that guy for the last quarter of the season. And I do think that it makes some sense having him and Kuzmenko on the same line. Huberto is your best passer. Kuzmenko is one of your two best shooters, either him or Yegor or Sharon Govich. Uh, I think what has maybe hurt Kuzmenko is that Sharon Govich – found a really nice spot playing on the right side of that line with Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto. Ever since they've moved him from right wing to center, he's been way quieter, uh, has had a tough time finding those soft spots and using that wicked one-timer of his. So I think the Flames right now are trying to figure out what to do at center on that line. I think they prefer Sharon Govich on the right, which would mean that you wouldn't have Kuzmenko probably playing with Huberto. So we'll see how it pans out, but I liked him a lot early, uh, but he's kind of fallen off in the last three or four games, in my opinion. What have you made of Pahal's game? Pretty solid. I mean, uh, talk about chemistry. Him and Oliver Shillington had pretty instant chemistry together, playing on a third pairing, which uh, certainly in the first three or four games, I thought was probably as good a third pairing as the Flames have had this season, with all due respect to the other guys who have played on it. But um, he, he's just kind of a solid stay-at-home defender. And the one thing I, I think I appreciate most about his game, because it's something the Flames don't have a ton of, but he's pretty physical. So 
getting a little physicality from uh, a guy in your third pairing, playing with a guy who likes to jump up into the rush and with the way he skates, uh, why wouldn't you if you're Oliver Shillington? And it was so good to see him do that uh, on Monday and uh, score his first goal and pick up his first points since April of 2022. But I think those two guys actually complement each other, despite the fact that they're really different players. You know, Pahal's more of a defensive stay-at-home defenseman, where Shillington, even though he's a lot better defensively than he used to be, he's an offense-first guy. So that's been a good third pairing for the Flames and uh, another nice uh, free ad, so to speak, uh, for general manager Craig Conroy, who's uh, done a nice job on the waiver wire this season with both Braden Pahal and uh, A.J. Greer. Unfortunately, he's hurt right now. Yeah, he's looked pretty solid. Now, that fourth line continues to be a little a little bit of a question, especially while Peltier is on the shelf here, but they looked really good for a little bit there when it yeah. was Rooney and Dewar and Peltier. Do you think that that's a line that can really maybe get a little bit of traction, or do you think Peltier belongs a little bit higher up in the lineup when he's back? Well, I, I think right now that's probably where he fits the best, and I'm with you. I, I think that line looked really good when he was healthy, but... As soon as he got hurt, I thought there was a drop-off there. Now, Kevin Rooney's been key because he's given the Flames the best minutes that any fourth-line centerman has given them this season. Now, I know Yegor Sharangovich spent a little bit of time there, but we knew that wasn't going to last long. He's not a fourth-line player. He's a first, second, or third-line player for sure. So that was a short-lived experiment. But the truth is the Flames weren't getting enough from Adam Rzhitska or Dylan Dubé in that spot. So... You put a veteran guy in there in Kevin Rooney, who is good in the faceoff circle, solid defensively, is usually in the right spot, and I think frees up his wingers to, to be who they are. And you know, Jacob Polche is just a, a fireball out there. He's not the biggest guy, but he plays like he is and uh, brings a ton of energy to the ice and to the bench and to the dressing room. And I think the Flames have missed that since he got hurt, although I think there's a pretty good chance we see him in the next game or two here. I think he's pretty close to returning. And then on the other side of that line, Walker Dewar, who looked like a completely different player this season than last season. Man, he looked like a guy who could potentially work his way up to the third line with the way that he played on the fourth line last season. And then he gets that contract extension, comes back this year, and I just looked a little lost, quite frankly, and it was a healthy scratch more often than not. But I think he's played his best hockey since Kevin Rooney started centering that fourth line. Now, uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, they do on the left side of that line uh, in this game against uh, the Jets coming, or not the Jets, they just played the Jets uh, in this game uh, coming up on Thursday night. But it's uh, it's interesting because the fourth line has really freed up the top three lines. Kevin Rooney eating up Elias Lindholm's penalty kill minutes. Uh, obviously, Igor Sharangevich is eating up most of his even strength minutes. But uh, when you can get uh, more than 10 minutes a game from your fourth line, it, it just takes a little bit of the load off your top three lines and I think makes them more effective players. And guys, this is what we've been talking about for a long time. This is how the Flames are built to win. Mm-hmm. They don't have one or two guys that are going to beat you by themselves. They have to roll four lines and three pairings. And for the most part, they've done that since coming out of the break. Mm, something, something, pack of hyenas takes down a lion, something, yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin quote. Rooney's also been uh, doing some PK work since Elias Lindholm left. Are you surprised that that has been pretty seamless, that transition? Uh, a little bit. I mean, Elias Lindholm did so much heavy lifting for this team. We knew it was going to be impossible for the Flames to replace him with one player. It was going to have to be something they did by committee. And I think they've done a pretty effective job of that. 
Uh, I know I, I talked about Yegor Sharangovich's game dropping off offensively, and I think one of the reasons why is because playing down the middle, he's had more responsibility defensively. And, you know, Kevin Rooney's a guy who, again, if you can get some special teams time from someone on your fourth line or your third pairing, I, I think that's a huge win because that's less heavy lifting for one of your top players to do. And hopefully that makes them a more effective player. But, you know, Kevin Rooney is the guy who I had penciled in as the Flames' fourth line center before the season started. And then he suffered that shoulder injury and missed the first 49 games. Uh, but he's come in and, and hasn't really looked rusty. Uh, he's been uh, pretty solid right from the get-go and uh, gives him a, a good option there. Is he going to be here long-term? Probably not. Uh, I think uh, the Flames would love for Cole Schwint uh, to become their fourth line center moving forward. But for right now, I think Rooney's definitely the best fit there and has helped uh, Walker Dewar elevate his game. And again, looked really good playing with Jacob Pelche on his left. So we'll see what uh, that group looks like on Thursday night. Derek Gould is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Is there a genuine belief within that? dressing room that this team can make the playoffs uh as currently constructed yes uh, i'm not sure that there will be the same belief if they trade both of noah hannafin and chris tanev which seems more likely than not at this point and certainly not if they trade jacob markstrom uh, i know that his counting numbers uh, aren't as good as some goaltenders in the league but I was reading an article this morning about how his underlying numbers, some of the analytics suggest that he has been one of the top two goaltenders in the NHL this season. You just look at his high danger save percentage and goals uh, saved above expected uh, on high danger chances. And he's top two in the league in both of those categories. I think Jacob Markstrom has been the Flames' most valuable player. And with all due respect to Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf, they simply aren't at that level at this stage of their career. So if the Flames were to trade Jacob Markstrom, and I would put that at less than 50-50, at least today, maybe that changes before the end of the day, but if they were to trade him, then I think that really would hurt uh, the internal belief of this team. If they were to keep one of Noah Hannaford or Chris Tanev, I, I think that would help, but I also think that's unlikely at this point. Uh, so basically you'd be trading uh, depending on how you look at it, your first or second defense pairing. And that would mean you would be replacing Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev with Jordan Osterley and uh, probably Dennis Gilbert. Uh, I mean, uh, again, with all due respect to those two guys, that's a downgrade um, because Hannafin and, and Tanev have been excellent. So uh, is there belief? Right now, I do, I do think there's belief. Um, and I know that if you look at stat leads, Stathletes? How do, I, how do you say that? Stathletes? Something like that. Uh, anyways, they had the Flames at the best percentage to get that second wild card spot in the Western Conference going into games on Tuesday. So uh, I think they believe they can make it as currently constructed. But if there are major changes, then uh, I think that uh, perspective and opinion could change. We talked to David Pignota earlier, and uh, the name Rasmus Anderson has kind of creeped around rumors. Kevin Weeks has mentioned his name. I just, and I, and I asked David this question. I want to ask you the same one because I want to get your opinion on it. I would be completely shocked if they traded Rasmus Anderson. And to me, that would be a haul that probably would be more than what they got for Elias Lindholm. Yeah, I would be surprised as well. I mean, you can't trade everybody. So, uh, and if you're planning to trade uh, 
basically a pairing in Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev, and you've already traded Nikita Zadorov, who is your number five defenseman, you'd basically be trading four of your top five. Uh, I mean, seems like a lot, doesn't it? Um, it certainly does to me. But this team is definitely retooling. So if someone made you an offer that you couldn't refuse, could I see the Flames at least listening to offers for Rasmus Anderson? I could. Uh, again, they're trying to get younger, um, which is easier said than done because I think that's what most teams in this league uh, would like to do. Uh, some teams feel like they're in a, a window to win the Stanley Cup and they're willing to get a little bit older to, to try to accomplish that goal. But the Flames obviously aren't in, in a window to win a, a cup right now. So they're trying to get younger. But Rasmus Anderson is still in the prime of his career. Now, I would argue that he probably hasn't been at his best for a good chunk of the season. Uh, I think there's there's still more there. Uh, Mackenzie Wieger's had a great year. Noah Hannafin's had a great year. Uh, Chris Tanev's been Chris Tanev and has had another fantastic year. But I think you could argue that Rasmus Anderson's been the Flames' third or fourth best defenseman, but you know, still a guy who can play at a really high level and you know, play on the first pairing. And uh, if they make a, a trade for for Hannafin, I think Anderson was going to get more power play time. So I would be surprised, but not completely floored if, if they made a deal for him. I guess it depends on what the deal would look like. Flames currently uh, are four, uh, three points out of a playoff spot. Do you believe that this club is better than the Kraken, Wild, Predators, and the Blues? And do you believe they still will be if they get rid of two of the three parts being Hannafin, Tanev, and Markstrom? Yes and no. I think they're the best of the bunch as currently constructed. They've got the best goaltender, uh, and I think they have the most depth at both forward and on defense. But if they trade... Even one of those guys, I think my opinion probably changes. And chances are they're going to trade more than one of those guys. If they traded Jacob Markstrom, for sure, uh, the Flames would uh, pull, fall down in my power rankings as far as uh, those teams fighting for the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference go. And, and even if they traded one of, uh, let alone both of, uh, Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev, uh, listen, those two guys have been so important. And look at the minutes that Noah Hannafin's been playing lately uh, because he spent a lot of time quarterback in that first power play. He's been playing way more minutes than even Rasmus Anderson, who's led this team on time on ice for a, a couple of years now. So it, it would be a huge hit. There's no doubt about it if they traded one of those guys, let alone two or three of them. So uh, right now, I think the Flames are the best of the bunch, but uh, that would certainly change if they made a bunch of deals with those guys. What, what, are the, what do the next few games here mean for the Flames when potentially sitting guys down? For, for asset, quote, asset protection slash load management slash we don't want these guys to get hurt because we got to deal them because these are a pair of tough games heading up for the Flames. Tomorrow at home against the Bruins and then Saturday in Edmonton against the Oilers. Or if they rattle off a few wins here, like how does Craig Conroy, how does Ryan Huska manage that? Because obviously you don't want those assets to get hurt. Jake Gensel out in Pittsburgh, apparently that's not going to affect his trade stock but Chris Tanev's a guy that he plays so damn hard that you're just afraid that he might get hurt and then you miss out on a chance of acquiring a first round pick how important are these next few games for the Flames in determining how those guys play and how many minutes they play or do you think it's not going to affect it at all yeah I don't think it's going to have an impact on it unless Craig Conroy is really close to pulling the trigger on a trade um I don't think that their names being out there and the fact that uh, at least those two defensemen are likely to be moved before March 8th, 
uh, will put the Flames in a position where they're going to sit them again, unless there's something that's really, really close. Uh, as far as Jacob Markstrom is concerned, because he's not a pending UFA, and I don't think the Flames are trying to trade him. Hey, if, if someone picks up the phone and calls Craig Conroy, uh, I think he'll listen uh, on pretty much everybody, including Jacob Markstrom. But goaltenders don't tend to bring much back in return in trades. So unless someone were to give up more than uh, teams would usually get for an elite number one goaltender, I still think there's a lot of value in keeping Jacob Markstrom uh, to keep you competitive in games, A, and to mentor your young goaltenders in both Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf, at least for the time being, although uh, they're going to have to find a spot for Dustin Wolf on this roster before the start of next season, uh, if it doesn't happen at some point in time this season. So I don't think they're going to start sitting guys uh, with the deadline approaching. They haven't done it to this point, uh, and I don't think that they will, unless the guy's banged up and they're worried that he's got an injury that could get worse if he plays. And, um, and unless there's something that's uh, potentially really close, uh, uh, the Flames, I think, really feel strongly about the importance of continuing to try to win hockey games and continuing to build that culture. Because you look at some organizations that have sat players out and maybe not uh, done whatever they can to try to win hockey games, uh, teams like the Sabres and the Coyotes, they're just in perpetual rebuilds. Even though they're getting all these high draft picks, and in the Sabres' case, two first overall picks in Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, a second overall pick in Jack Eichel. But they still have a hard time winning hockey games despite having all this good young talent. So I think the Flames are, are, are really leery uh, about going down that road and not putting their best foot forward. And when they get younger, because they've started to do that already, and I think they're going to continue to try to add players who uh, are, if not in their late teens uh, and maybe – not quite ready to play in the NHL. I think they'd love to add some guys who are in their uh, early to mid-20s who uh, are younger, kind of like they did when they made that trade with the Hurricanes, bringing in two former fifth overall picks in Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. And the best player in that deal at the time was Dougie Hamilton, but the Flames basically did then what they're trying to do now, and that's get NHL-ready players, but guys who are younger and who haven't quite reach their prime yet and, and have some more room to grow. So uh, I don't expect them to start sitting guys out again, unless something gets really close or unless there's potentially a nagging injury that they think uh, could uh, potentially impact a player's trade value. If, if something gets worse. Do you think Matt Coronado factors in any way in the rest of the flame season? Yeah, I do. Um, it's maybe been a little bit longer road for him to get to, uh, to the NHL than I thought it would be. I remember thinking to myself in the preseason when he looked so dominant, especially in that one game, that maybe this guy can work his way into the Calder Trophy conversation. Well, lesson learned for me. Got a little bit ahead of myself there, and it's been uh, a struggle for him at the NHL level. But he's been a really good player at the AHL level for the Calgary Wranglers, and you know, some guys take a little bit longer to develop than others. And I also think it's important uh, for Matt Coronado that when he does come up, He's put in a position to succeed. You don't want to put Matt Coronado on your fourth line. That's not who he is. You want to play him somewhere in your top nine. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here. I still think that Craig Conroy is going to make trades similar to the ones that he made for Toffoli during the offseason and for Lindholm in season. So I guess it depends what you get back in those trades. And guys, when I look at the Flames and, and kind of how they project moving forward, uh, the one thing that I would love to see them add is a young centerman. 
Now, again, easier said than done because teams don't want to trade those guys. But if teams are desperate enough to get their hands on Hannafin or Tanev, maybe they're forced to part with uh, a centerman in his early to mid-20s. And that guy could potentially turn into another Elias Lindholm for the Flames. So uh, if they add a bunch of wingers, then I think it makes it more difficult for Matt Coronado to to come in and play in the top nine where I think he needs to be. But uh, I still think the Flames would like to get him some more NHL games this season. Uh, to help him continue with his development. And I do think at, at some point in time, he's going to come up and, and he's going to stay up and he's going to do what he's done at every level. And that's put the puck in the net. Uh, Derek, before I let you go, um, the Super Bowl was awarded. The Kansas City Chiefs won it, obviously, Super Bowl 58. Uh, now free agency uh, is on the horizon in the National Football League. What are your Miami Dolphins going to do? Oh, I think they're going to sign uh, Tua Vailoa to a, a long-term contract extension, which uh, I'm sure will rougher some fetters around the league because uh, with the salary cap going up, uh, I think he's likely to get the same type of money that Joe Burrow and, and Justin Herbert got. So uh, there will be some people who aren't happy about that, but uh, Tua will be. Uh, other than that, I'm not sure. Kristen Wilkins on the defensive side of the balls, uh, a guy who they could potentially sign trade. Uh, he's going to demand probably top three or five money at that position. I'm not sure the Dolphins can pay him. Uh, there's a little trade talk surrounding Jalen Waddle right now. Don't quite understand that. Uh, what are they doing for? Because he's soft uh, and I he's mean, always hurt. Sorry. Yeah, well, there, there's something soft. to that. But uh, yeah. when he's when he's not hurt, uh, he gives right. him a great one-two punch with Tyree Kill. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I think Georgia really depends on what they do in the draft. They have. to to strengthen the offensive line. They absolutely have to. I mean, I look at the Bills. They play with the same five offensive linemen the whole season. The Dolphins at times had one starting offensive lineman on the field. So they've got to be better on the offensive line, which makes them better on offense and takes a little bit of pressure off the defense. So I I think offensive line has to be the first priority, whether they address that in the draft or in free agency. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But uh, as always, interesting offseason for the Dolphins because they never – win more than one playoff game or any playoff games in, in 20 years. So it's going to be fascinating. Uh, Derek, always a pleasure. Thanks, my man. Okay, guys. Have a good day. Derek Wills on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. You ready to read some uh, or hear some text messages from our Sportsnet 960 to fan text reading robot texty McTexterson? Oh, one of my favorites. It's always been too long. Bring them right back, please. Are you uh, are you also uh, ready to give your super lock of the day? <laughs> I'm ready, born ready. Been ready since yeah. six. Yeah, I've been I've been ready since like five minutes ago. Patrick, is yours going to be involving uh, Cavalry FC? No, it won't. Okay. <laughs> no, no, okay. that is too Dude, spicy of because, a line. Yeah, touch. he's not going to. Yeah, no. We're not uh, we're not I, manifesting anything negative with that team. They're going to go and they're going to have a very good match. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd like to see it. It just sucks that it's not played in Calgary. It sucks. Yeah, I know the weather's been nice, but uh, that ground is still frozen. And if we had, I bet if we had artificial turf, we'd be playing that game here. Mm. But, but, but we take but, away but, the artificial but, turf. But, we love the grass. Rather have grass. We'd rather have grass. Of course. Yeah, like because how like they're only what one of two teams in the CPL that have real grass? Yeah, and when Halifax eventually moves into their new stadium, they're going to get rid of the grass. So then Calgary oh. will be the only one. Well, guys like to play on grass, that's for sure. Damn right they do. Um, the World Cup will be played on grass. They'll take away uh, the like MetLife Stadium. 
You won't, they won't be playing on that turf. Mm-hmm. It'll be natural grass. Damn right it will be. Like, uh, when when does the season start? In mid-April for these guys? Uh, April fellas? 12th, I believe, Something is their like first game Nailed against Forge. Uh, by then, what, uh, round of 16 by then? Like, if they move on, do they get to play at home? Maybe? I figure they get through this one. I bet that Tigres match, if they get through this one, I bet that Tigres match could be here. Interesting. Wow. That would be incredible. That would be massive. Playing like one of the giants of Mexican soccer. Exactly. Like uh, defending, like they won this tournament, I believe, yeah. three I think years they're ago. They're the fourth ranked team in CONCACAF right now, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But I probably yeah. am. But if I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but they could also, because I mean, hell, they, they had to go to length. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm talking about. I don't know about, what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I was telling I actually did look into all you of did. this yesterday and I actually okay. researched it. They're third, sorry. The union is fourth. I yeah. I was pretty close though. Like, like you got to you got to say that's pretty good. Third? Um you, you know what I'm going to do. Okay, this is what I want to do cuz I want uh, for 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 people who don't know. Okay, let's let's play that game. First of all, Patrick, I, I'm going to do a little. Well, you got a lot of homework to do here during the break. Okay. Oh, Number God. one, we still got to get some text messages. I got texting um, going. He's good. Okay. There hasn't been any new ones in a while. Uh, waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Uh, I wanna. I want you, Patrick, and I'm going to try to do the same thing here. This exercise. I want you to do a hockey comparison. Of what it means for Cav the Cavs to play Orlando tonight, okay. what that means, like what would the matchup be like, and then potentially what would the matchup be like if they played Tigris? Okay, give me a hockey comparable. Okay, yeah, you good? Yeah, I'll do that. So we can lay it out to Matty Rose what it feels like. I think I understand, but well, but for, for our some listeners who don't, yeah. then yeah, by all means, we'll do that. We'll do some text messages and we'll do our lock of the day. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, powered by MortgagesToGo.ca. Always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca. Uh, we'll wrap up today's edition with the lock of the day. We're going to play some of your text messages straight ahead. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. But before the break, uh, Cavalry FC, the local CPL team, is in action tonight in CONCACAF Champions League. This is a big deal. Like, it's all the best North American professional soccer teams. They vie for one championship. How did they qualify for this, Patrick? They won the... uh... Canadian Shield, the number one team in the regular season yes. standings last year. Bingo. Pretty yes. big deal. It is a big deal. So uh, they're playing Orlando City uh, FC, which is a bad name for a team. They're That's owned so by the Wilfs, who own the Minnesota Vikings. Careful. Oh, yes. really? Ziggy is a Ziggy great Ziggy Wilf, yes. Ziggy Wilf. Ziggy and Mark. Mm. Yeah. Uh, doing a great job owning the uh, Vikings for years. Not really. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice stadium. Nice stadium. That they uh, funded weird. all that the state of Minnesota did not have to pay a single cent for. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I miss uh, when the Metrodome, uh, they'd have to cancel games because <laughs> the snow would pile through the uh, <laughs> and play cloth it. roof they had. <laughs> it could only take idea. so much snow over 35-plus years. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so um, I wanted to do a comparison. I want to see where we're on this. Just, just for a hockey <laughs> comparison, what these next two matchups potentially would be for the Cavs. Tonight against Orlando City in the first, they play two legs. 
And then if they win, they'll play Tigres. Yes. So which would be an enormous hill to climb if you're the Cavs. So uh, I'm going to give you my um, my teams, uh, the hockey, you know, the hockey comparison. What would it be like in a two game series? And then Patrick will hear yours. See how see how different we are. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. I think okay. we're going to be really different here. Okay, I think we're Pat really was different. asking me about like the fourth tier professional league in North America, so that's where we're at. So he, here's where I'm at right now. Tonight, it's like a matchup of like an East Coast team, like the Indy Fuel, um, the Savannah Ghost Pirates, or the mm-hmm. Kalamazoo Wings. Yep, playing the Dallas Stars mm-hmm. in a two game series. Okay, Ooh. Rapid City Rush. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna that go- would, okay. That you- would be tonight. Okay. Uh, here's how I did it. So the uh, MLS and Liga MX are pretty much the NHL. We'll say that. The top vert teams in those leagues are essentially what the NHL is. Yeah. CONCACAF ranks the CPL as the sixth best, best league in North America behind mm-hmm. Guatemala, um, Guatemala, Honduras, Costa Rica, MLS, and Liga MX. So I was like, okay, Orlando City lost in the Eastern Conference Final last year. Who lost in the NHL's Eastern Conference Finals? The Carolina Hurricanes. So I'm going to say pick to go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So the Orlando Orlando <laughs> City is the Carolina Hurricanes to the Cavalry, which would be in the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League. I'm going to compare the Cavs to the Roanoke Rail Dogs. Mm. Okay. All Shout right. out the Rail Dogs. Rail Yard Dogs. Roanoke. Rail, okay. Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. They won the SPHL last year. I think I think I'm a little kinder to you are to kinder to Cavs, but the SP, is CPL still growing. It's sixth in Concacaf, yep. so I was just going on like okay, on and, and, and a hockey equivalent will go. Well, there's not really a sixth tier of professional hockey. If it is, yeah. I don't want to see it. So I'll go to the fourth tier, which is the SPHL, and we'll throw in there. Okay, mm-hmm. um, here's my here's my um, comparison. If they play Tigres, yes. So it would be from the Federal Prospects League, <laughs> the Mississippi Sea Wolves, the Danbury Hattricks, or the Elmira River Sharks. Yeah, against the Avalanche. There That's you what go. it would be like. Yeah, it'd be, be the Rail Yard Dogs versus the Avs, probably. <laughs> That'd be a tough one. Avs or Lightning, or like Mystery Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe up there skating away, playing the Rangers. Playing the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> because that would, cause Gary would let that happen in his league. Mm-hmm. Or that episode of South Park where uh, Stan's coaching the Colorado Avalanche, but it's just kids, and they have to go up against the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, Have you seen that okay. episode of South Park? It's just it's no, quality it's a quality it's episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we wish all the Cavs the best, because uh, if Tigers came to uh, Calgary, that would be incredible. That would be dope. And there, there is, if Cavs keep and hopefully going. it snows that day. Oh, God. If they do. If Cavs keep going on this journey. They'll see Messi in Miami. Could you imagine? I... Like, just <laughs> if you want some context, just just go back and watch when Canada qualified for the World Cup, where uh, the Mexican team was at Commonwealth and they wanted no part of being here in the cold. They're like, "Get me on the plane as quickly as possible. This sucks." Yeah, and the mm. Canadian guys are frolicking in the snow. All right, yeah, it was good. Let's do some text messages. Sure. Uh, waiting for the Flames. I think we did well there. I, th- I think you did better than I did. But, uh, <laughs> I threw it out there on Front Street. Hey, or it's on, okay. Uh, we're both seventeenth half. We're, okay. we're we're all low tier hockey there. It's all good. Okay. Um. Let's do well. Uh, let's do some text messages. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Waiting for the Flames to make trades is like waiting for blank. Maddie said it's like 
waiting to take off your cowboy boots walking home after the ninth night of stampede partying. Yeah, it's you. You're ready to have this entire thing end. It's yep. just it's been too much. It's it's you might have overdone it a little bit. You might have gotten a little bit into the sauce and and kind of got carried away in the festivities of it all. And and now it's time to shut it down to put the boots away until next year and uh, kind of just move on with our lives. That's that's where I'm at. Just flush the shame and the sadness, sure. try and find my wallet, phone, and keys, and, and move past it. Uh, there's a lot of good text messages here. Yeah. On uh, 960-960, mm-hmm. our text reading robot is Texty McTexterson, and he joins us with what you've sent in. Oh, Patrick, what does Texty have for us? Joey from Blackie. Waiting for the flame to make a trade is like waiting for this stupid winter to piss off. Let's go already. It's about time we started smashing golf courses. <laughs> okay. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Love me some we're, golf courses. Let's go. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're getting close. I'm starting to plan a golf trip for late August with the lads. Things are starting to come together. Okay, that's fun. Looking good. What are you looking at? Oh, same spot as last year. Something in Kimberly. Oh. Get a squad together, a little tournament action, play a few rounds. Might add an extra day this year. Who knows? Might get a little crazy. Keep them rolling. All mm. right. Mario in Airdrie is like waiting to have my first heroin beer in the new arena. <laughs> I don't know how heroiny they'll be in the new arena. That's they the should thing. bring those lines with them. They in bring the, new the same lines, <laughs> same kegs. Strongly disagree. <laughs> Strongly. But charge yeah. $5 more. <laughs> Yeah, forget all of these, like, you know, exotic IPAs and all this other crap. Bring those lines with you. I want that OG 16. That's right. There's character in those lines. A lot of character. <laughs> A lot of years. Yeah. Bring them. Bring them to the new barn. Okay, keep them rolling. Jim in Calgary, waiting for the flames to make a trade, is like waiting for a check in the mailbox. I keep looking every day for something but nothing really good comes in. Okay, there is there is a thing called direct deposit. But yes, yes. Some people checks in mail, the mail is ma- cool. Checks in the mail. That's a ratchet. Old school. <laughs> yeah, but that's fun. Mm. Sitting there, oh, here, here comes the letter carrier. Well, I love getting GST checks in the mail, you know? Well, yeah. Boom. You used to have to actually take it in. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. You can, now you can actually scan it on your scan phone. It and just, great to the end. All right, there we go. No problem. On to the next. All right. Keep them rolling. Rick from the Glen. Waiting for the Flames to make a trade is like waiting for the Leafs' yearly Stanley Cup parade. Mm. <laughs> Good shot, Rick. It should be soon now, isn't it? Yeah. Get Any the planning day, yeah. out. Of course it's planned out. It's just Joel, never going to happen. Joe Wall conditioning stint. Goaltending problems are done. Mm. Yeah, that's Joe Wall. Yeah, You know what the funny thing is? Like Joe Wall's gotten better the longer he's been hurt. Like the mystique <laughs> of Joe Wall has improved. It's like, wait till Joe Wall comes back. It's going to be great. It's like Leaf fans thinking Nikita Zadorov was going to really improve their blue line. If we just get Zadorov, they can we'll still be get Zadorov. Yeah, you can still have him out there. Oh, they, they, absolutely, yeah, they, they absolutely can get Zadorov. They absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wedley in Bridalwood. Waiting for the Flames to make a trade is like waiting for Toronto George to give up his Alan McCauley Leafs jersey for a Calgary Rads roller hockey jersey. <laughs> My Alan McCauley jersey. He used to be the captain of the Ottawa 67. He used to be the captain of the Sharks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, used to be your favorite player until Austin Matthews <laughs> came to the Leafs. You're right. I 
loved Alan McCauley. He's my boy. Him and Ty Domi and Shane Corson mm-hmm. and all the rest of the Muskoka Five. <laughs> the Muskoka Five. Yeah. <laughs> Darcy Tucker. Mm. Brian McCabe. Yeah, look at these Is guys. that because of that's where they vacation? Brian McCabe, great nickname. Ugly face. Great nickname. That's His mom could be listening. Why'd you have to do that? What was what? that? <laughs> What's what they called him? <laughs> what? I didn't call him. I didn't You literally him just did. <laughs> no, but that no, was his nickname. His nickname. <laughs> the guys called him that. I didn't make it up. All right. Here we go. Todd in Inglewood, waiting for the flames to make a trade is like waiting for that girl to call me back, except the flames will make that trade. <laughs> Todd, you got to play hard to get. You got to be aloof. That's the key. Be aloof. I don't know if that works for everybody. That's a wild world out there now. It, you're right. Who knows? <laughs> I don't Who knows know if anymore. I'd be able to survive. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's a little disappointing, Matty. Mm. All right. Keep rolling. Paul in Chestermere. Waiting for the flames to make trades is like waiting at the Tim's drive through behind a guy that does a $50 order. <laughs> Swearing and going nuts at how long it is taking and at how much he is getting. FYI, that's what inside is for. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Yeah, you got a you got a big order. You go inside. Yeah, there I'm should sorry. be a dollar limit yeah. that you can spend in drive-throughs. Thirty bucks. Well, that's even too much. Well, Tim Hortons thirty dollars. Well, Hortons, yeah, at Hortons that's a little much. But I'm saying like with yeah. fast food, it's like thirty bucks. That's that's a meal for two people right there, which is insane. Man. I know. You gotta pay it forward. Yeah, fifty-five yeah, burgers. Thanks, Obama. Fries, <laughs> but drink what? Huh? But yeah, like that's the worst <laughs> when you have. The guy constantly doing the the the, the gigantic order in the background. What's backing like? Come up? on, man! What yeah. is taking so long right now? Why do you have to order everything on the menu? Did you just say to the drive-through person, "I'll have one of everything"? It's the guy order, who always order, orders order the chicken. whole menu. The chicken. Oh, the, the chicken takes forever. Yeah, you're right. And then they, oh, we don't have any done. We got to do it fresh. Oh, I'll wait the twelve minutes. Oh, then McDonald's parks you for no damn reason. Mm. And then, oh, I hate that. Did you that. see that video of an Edmonton earlier where the man was going to sue the McDonald's people because they told him he had to pull forward to wait for his food? <laughs> Just standard Edmonton behavior. <laughs> Just no- nothing crazy to see here. Just a like, total what lawyer is taking that case. A total lunatic. Fast yeah. food, my yeah, ass. Yeah, he was filming the. He was filming them. He was really outraged. He had just the worst beard I'd ever seen. Total clown. You can look him up. He got found on the internet. He's a okay. clown. <laughs> All right. What lawyer's like, you know what? I think we got a case Maybe here. We can win yeah. it. No lawyer does. That was the point. <laughs> You're a moron. Beat it. Five All more. right, Patrick. Keep him rolling. Colin in the core. Waiting for the flames to make a trade is like waiting for the FDA to finally realize Dr. Nichols has been covering up the fact that Prevazic causes liver damage and should not be approved. <laughs> Prevazic. I like when that just rears its head sometimes. It always finds its way in. It's my favorite drop. Provasic. And it makes no sense. Provasic. <laughs> makes no sense. I also that that helps for uh that helps E D function too. Provasic. So it has multi purpose. Keep guess. going. Chad in Calgary. Waiting for the flames to make a trade is like me waiting for my ex wife to drop my last name. <laughs> Whoa, that's, what? Give it back! 
That's well, I don't like. I, usually we can't. Mean? We what can't does that sense. Mean? Yeah, we usually we can't sense the sour in Dexty. We kind of did there, huh? My Read that one name. more time, Patrick. Waiting for the flames to make a trade is like me waiting for my ex-wife to drop my last name. <laughs> That's troubling. I like it. You hear stuff like that, and you're like, nah, I don't know about this old marriage thing. Yeah, yes, uh, not good. I don't know. <laughs> All right, two more before we get to lock of the day. Colin in Calgary. It's like waiting for George to work a full week. It will oh, probably happen, but you're still disappointed. Like disappointed that I am working a full I'm... week or not working a full week? Uh, probably not working. Okay. Yeah. All right, Interesting. Last one. Yeah. Okay. Craig from Calgary. Waiting for the flames to make a trade is like waiting for your spouse to admit they were wrong. It might happen, but don't plan your day around it. <laughs> A lot of marriage texts today, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. Weird. Uh, Cole and Okotoks waiting for the Flames to make a trade. is like waiting for Tiger Woods to be Tiger Woods again. Oh, uh, you're going to keep waiting, buddy. Like, uh, did he, he, he really got taken out in an ambulance he got Genesis. He like, might, what that happened? Must, that must have been some one bad stomach flu. Yeah, that thing is... They had no IVs on the site, so I guess that's why. Imagine you poop your pants so bad they have to call an ambulance. Yeah, like, that's what happened. <laughs> Seriously. Like, well, when you put it that way. Damn right. <laughs> Give me all the ambulances. That's bad. <laughs> Drink a gator. Got to get some of those electrolytes back in here. Get some Pedialyte in you, bro. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. <laughs> oh, God, not again. Call the ambulance. My trousers are ruined. It's like the scene in Dumb and Dumber. You don't want Tiger driving out of there on his own. You don't know what'll no. happen. Oh, God. Okay. You don't. Especially, especially if he's got a got a big pie brewing. <laughs> a pie brewing? Yeah. Something stinks. I don't know. I'd be yeah. talking about poop like this. Sorry, I'm Great. a little off kilter. Sorry. He's got a big crunch coming. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday brown. Damn, ever since I heard the term. Okay, all right. All right. Thanks for the text line. Very classy way to end our uh, our show. Always two letters short of class. Our show. Did All right, thanks for all the Wow, jeez. Very classy. Very classy. All right, let's do our lock of the day. It's brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes, cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on Fiftieth Avenue. Southeast. I'm gonna dip into some footy because it's been it's been it's been doing well for Europa me. League. No Champions League today. Conquer. Oh, it's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. It's Europa League today. It's Wednesday today, Patrick. It's Thursday. No, Today's it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Damn it, you're right. He did this yesterday I too. Did this yesterday. You, Damn one short. Day and you're all messed up. No, it is. Yes, Champions League. Yes, Champions League. I'm taking Barcelona on the road at Napoli today. All right, lock it in. Hey, oh, I'm going to go to the uh, Leafs game today. <laughs> okay, as I stall to look at things. No, I actually, I didn't. Pat can see. I actually placed my bet like uh, ten minutes ago, but I, uh, okay. I had to pull it up. I have uh, from the Coyotes in the Maple Leafs game today. 
Austin Matthews to score in his hometown, parlayed with Clayton Keller over two and a half shots. Okay. Lock it in. number 50 at home. Checks out. Clayton Keller, two and a half, feels relevant. They're not going to win. They're not going to get any. They might not even score, but give me three shots for Keller, sure. Okay, lock it in. Patrick, where are we going on this Wednesday? That's <laughs> Thursday. It's Wednesday. Uh, we're going back to the Scotties. It was good to me yesterday. Uh, Battle of Manitoba. Jennifer Jones versus Kate Cameron. I like Jennifer Jones' rink to cover the two and a half in their matchup this afternoon. Okay. GVP? I'm going to go to Leafs and Coyotes as well. I'm just going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs on the puck line. Cover that one and a half. Okay, lock it in. There you go. Our locks of the day brought to you by Metal Supermarkets Calgary, offering a large variety of metal types and shapes cut to any size and ready fast. Metal Supermarkets Calgary, the convenience store for metal, located on 50th Avenue Southeast. All right, that's it for us. What do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show, Patrick? Calgary Dinos men's hockey head coach, Mark Howell, will uh, join me to preview uh, game one tomorrow night of uh, their West, their Canada West semifinal between the MRU Cougars and the Calgary Dinos. Okay. Uh, the Cavs play tonight. Yes. We also have... Um, it's a late one, up. 8 o'clock start. Uh, what do you got? Uh, what's movie night like tonight, real quick, Maddie? Uh, no clue, actually. Haley is going to be a little bit late tonight, so and it's her turn to pick. So I don't know what her theme is, but she was trying to find something that had like a relatively short runtime. But I will update you guys <laughs> Happy tomorrow. Happy Gilmore, man. Happy Gilmore is the perfect movie to watch. It's short. I, that's yeah. I'm not going to be able to sell that. I'm going to tell you oh. right now. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, it's not my turn the to classic. pick. It's not my turn. I I agree, boys. And Billy and Madison. Trust me, if I do like oh, a, turn the school bus around, any nineties Adam Sandler. I can do an Adam movies. Sandler theme. Like I can do a whole bunch of stuff, but it's not my turn. And uh, yeah, she was she was actually having a real hard time with this yesterday. So uh, I expect I'll find out around noon today. Usually, I get a nice text message with like a big old menu, kind of. Yeah, it's good. We'll find out. Okay. All right. I'll uh, update you in the morning report tomorrow. I'll tell you what. Apple, we, uh, uh, give you a rose rose rating report on, the, on whatever sure. film I watch. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcast and stuff. Rate and review. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for us. Enjoy your Wednesday. That's not Thursday. Mm. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.